Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited, Blackie, East Indian, Number 11, Bombay, and of course, Julie are just some of the beloved names of mangoes we know and love in Jamaica. But no doubt about it, many, many Jamaicans love Julie. Interestingly, they're also quite enamored by another Julie mango. She is a popular social media influencer whose videos depict everyday aspects of Jamaican life with brilliance, accuracy, and humor. Friends and listeners, it is my pleasure to welcome Juliet, Julie Mango Bodley to Impacting Jamaica. Julie, welcome. Hi, Shellyanne. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Excellent. My first question to you, where did this name Julie Mango come from? <laughs> um, my dad gave it to me when I was a child because guess what I used to eat a lot of? Julie Mangoes. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So that's what it just came from the mangoes. Yes, literally, there was a Julie mango at the front of the tree. Hear me, at the front of the, there was a Julie mango tree at the front of the yard, mm-hmm. right? Um, where I lived in Clarendon. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit under the mango tree and just be eating mangoes as a little girl. I mean, granted, I, I wasn't eating them properly. Because, you know, there is a technique, there's a law of how oh. to eat the mango. But as yes. a little girl, yeah, me just a saka saka the mango, the man make a whole <laughs> mess. And so, you know, I got the name Julie Mango from th- that habit. <laughs> mm, okay, so you're a daddy's girl. Yes, you know, yes, 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 right true. Nice, <laughs> nice. So tell, tell, tell our listeners about Julie Mango outside of your social media presence. I mean, most people feel like they know you because they see you online every day. But tell <laughs> us about Juliet Bodley. You said you came from Clarendon, but give us more about you. I mean, so a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't um, pick up on the fact that I am actually sometimes an introvert. So sometimes I am in public and I just like to be quiet or I just like to sit down and observe. I'm a people observer. I like to observe people's habits and idiosyncrasies. Um, I like to listen to what persons are saying. I like to listen to what they're not saying. Um, I always like to ensure that other people in the room are comfortable you know, um, and they, that's something that you won't necessarily see out on social media. Mm. Um, the other part, of course, I, I know everybody knows about my mental health um, advocacy, but, you know, I, I, as, as far as it goes with what I don't share on social media, I'm actually kind of sometimes quiet. And especially around persons that I don't necessarily know. Mm. Um, and you know what really can knock me off, off of an even keel is small talk i cannot manage small talk i cannot manage mm. it you know i just want to say good morning good afternoon and then go into my little corner sit down and just watch and meditate and and you know but mm-hmm. i'm around my friends from high school then i i, I unleash mm-hmm. my crazy side and my jokey side according <laughs> to people and so yeah that that's that that's me um i fear god and uh, yeah <laughs> so you're an introvert 
uh, I, I don't think. I think there's a term for it, you know. I think it's ambivert. Okay, so you, you swing both ways. Jackie Panting side. You mentioned that most people may know about your, your mental health advocacy. Actually, some people might not. So I, I would love for you to share a little bit about why you, you, you have passion for that area and, and just tell us, tell our listeners about that passion that you have. I mean, well, you know, so my personal situation is that I attempted suicide three times, right? And mm. I had- oh, slow, been- slow, down, slow, slow, slow down, you just said so. <laughs> you just said like yeah and and you know can, can you slow that slow down yes i had eggs this morning and then later i had <laughs> right right um that that's huge um well so can you i know, ask you why or you it know, was can... over man i said, don't wow. worry i have no problem saying that either because guess what and the reason why i will i will boldly and unreservedly and unashamedly say it is because I want for the other people suffering from the same issues in the dark mm-hmm. that there's no shame and that you can get help from it um it's not lately like to say that you wanted to kill yourself over men not just once not just twice but three times Three times, yes. um, but the fact is probably there's so many other women that you know feel that way and there's so many men who would you know do the reverse would want who have done it Mm-hmm. you know committed suicide because of a romantic relationship or the loss of a, of a of a loved one by choice yeah um so you know those were the reasons but then so that's what that was a part of the reason the other part of the reason is because i was officially diagnosed with borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. so that that is my disorder now mental illness is like a it's like a virus um, it doesn't leave the body. However, it can be dormant and 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 un, almost undetectable, like HIV. Then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Father, I rebuke any form of HIV. I wasn't calling it down on myself, Lord. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> um, so it's kind of it's kind of like that. So what? So because of what I went through, mm-hmm. you know. Um, having an, a mental health disorder, having to go through high school, having to take part in self-mutilation because I used to cut my hands, having mm. been ridiculed by my friends, having just want just getting up every day wanting to die. It, it's a very heavy burden to carry. And even, even though I was successful in high school, I was basically on the outside, I was leading a normal life. I was excelling in cadets. I was doing drama club. I was making everybody laugh. I was, you know, I was, yeah. I was living an okay life, you know, externally. Um, I was suffering internally. And so it just reached to a point where I've always wanted to kill myself. And then eventually I just made up my mind to attempt it. And the first time didn't work out so well. And then neither did the second nor the third. Mm. And what I, what I always say about persons who are suicidal, you see, we attempt suicide on average probably once per week, but I call those micro attempts. So you have the big attempts that have the the the, the largest um, possibility of working out, and then you have the micro ones that won't necessarily work out, but you, you, it's, your mindset is there anyway, but it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So having gone through that and having gotten therapy, and now I am on the other side where 
I'm actually wanting to live. I actually want to see what this life has to offer me. I actually want mm -hmm. to walk into my purpose. Um, a lot of people think that being mentally ill is your portion. A lot of people think that it's something that you can't come out of. Mm -hmm. now, why do I advocate? I advocate because of the stigma surrounding mental illness. Mental illness itself is not the demon hearing. It's the stigma surrounding it because if you have a mental illness or if you're having a mental disorder or a temporary mental something, mental breakdown, whatever the case may be, because of the stigma around it, you, because you're not supposed to, it's not okay for you to not be okay because of that stigma, especially for the men, if the men show any signs of weakness publicly or privately, mm -hmm. um, if the women show any signs of weakness, there is a stigma associated with mental health to say you're mad or just get over it or snap out of it. That one is a painful one. Or you have so much going for you. Why would you behave like that? Mm -hmm. um, this America um, recently committed suicide. Saw a lot of comments. I mean, she's beautiful, of course, and I'm pretty sure she was financially okay. And I saw a lot of the comments saying she had everything going for her. Why should yeah. we that stupid? And I'm saying that is such a horrible that, we, that is such a horrible, demeaning and dismissive thing to say mm -hmm. because their mental illness is not treated with any form of reverence. They think it is something frivolous. Mm -hmm. and, and so that is what the advocacy is about. My advocacy is about um, pointing out the seriousness of a mental health issue and get it to be treated with the same reverence as cancer or diabetes or any of those lifestyle illnesses. Um, or even autism, you know, and so that's that that's that's why I choose to advocate because when I was going through my mental health struggle, mm -hmm. reason I didn't get help sooner is because of the stigma, and I didn't want people to think I'm mad. I right. was working at the JDF and I had I was a lieutenant, big successful engineer, look good, belly flat, kinda, <laughs> and thing, and me drive nice. Uh, VW Ray up to the time. So things are gone. Things are gone. Yeah, too. yeah, things are gone for me. And me must say me have a mental health issue, and and other people suffer like that too. So in a, in a, so in a big old nutshell, that's what it is. <laughs> but you know, Julie, it's it's the meaning and it's it's dismissive. Uh, but I think people tend to they're trying to encourage somebody. So like the Miss World situation, you with your big VW, Lieutenant, engineer lady, things, mm. people look on and, you know, I guess there is this way in which we, we equate happiness with what you have achieved, or we equate well-being with what you are doing in your life. And if it looks shiny, then you should be well. Mm -hmm. um, what, what insight can you give to our listeners who are in Jamaica or in the diaspora, we have quite a few listeners um, and across the world. What, what insight can you give to, to those who really mean well, you know, mm -hmm. in trying to encourage somebody, but it don't hit the spot. That's not what the issue is. Well, what, what can you say to them in terms of how empowering them to, to help somebody out there, you know? I mean, thank you for thank you so much for that question, Shellyan, because yeah, that's a very good point, right? And I know that people there out there, they are listening and they genuinely mean well because you do have those who don't have any mental issues at all, you know, they just exist in just normal. Mm -hmm. 
and you know so they don't really understand yeah and, you know, that's fine right so I want to speak to the whole when a person is trying to give encouragement right mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. saying but you have so much going for you um I would encourage them to first change their perspective so let us draw on an example when someone is diagnosed with diabetes you don't say to them but you don't you have so much water in your house why are you eating so much sugar you don't say that to them (laughs) what you say to them is okay so this is what you need to do you need to reduce your sugar intake you need to exercise more you need to eat more veggies you know you could join a diabetes group you know i know a doctor that he specializes in diabetic patients Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the prognosis of this if you don't take care of this you could lose a limb you could do that, 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 that In other words, what I'm saying is information and facts and solutions are presented instead of saying, but you have this going for you, have that going for you. Mm. So just change the perspective instead of trying to let the person feel as if they shouldn't be feeling this innocently, you know, because I don't, I know, I don't think anybody's malicious. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying the person shouldn't feel this way, give solutions as to how to not feel this way now what are the solutions to not feel this way first of all you not everyone is a mental health profession and it's a delicate topic to deal with so you 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 as a friend you might not even know the solution so the first thing you want to do is ask what's happening ask them Mm -hmm. give them a chance to talk the majority of the time, a person with a mental illness just needs to talk unless it is something that is um, acute or chronic, such as schizophrenia, um, which, you know, that is straight up. Um, I don't know. So this is where my knowledge base kind of get thin because mm-hmm. uh, there are some mental illnesses and disorders that have to be dealt with with medication from the get go. Mm-hmm. straight up but there are other things such as anxiety depression um suicidal ideation those things those th- that that can be dealt with on the softer side initially and now a word from our sponsors we want to help you mark every milestone celebrate the joy of living cheers to the best in life drink and live responsibly a message from red stripe part of the heineken company Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Keisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast. 
getting back to the point now, you have someone that you're trying to encourage who has a mental health situation, you ask them why, what's happening, what's the issue? When they start talking to you, nine times out of 10, what they're going to say is going to make no sense. It's not going to be chronological. It's not going to be, it's not going to add up to you. Mm -hmm. Perfect. They are talking. Okay. Reassure them that you understand what they're saying. Even if you have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you are literally out in the water, like what? (laughs) Yeah, the big thing you're saying here is to really be a good listener, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then if they want to respond from you, like I said to you, I mean, right? Can you can you imagine? (laughs) You just go ahead and you say, Yes. (laughs) And it's not being hypocritical, you're actually Mm. giving them the chance because people. You see, as human beings, we have the answers to everything within us. And so eventually when a person speaks, they will hear themselves and they will eventually be led to the truth. Mm -hmm. They just need that opportunity to to speak and to let it out. Right. And so, so when they're talking with you, just say, okay, yes, I understand. And, and, you know, barring them wanting to kill anybody or cause anybody any harm you know well no let me not say let, let me rephrase that so say for example they say i feel like killing this person clearly that's not something you would encourage i would say why so in everything just get them to talk ask why then if they ask mm-hmm. for your feedback no you can give your honest feedback like you can disagree with killing somebody and say why so don't jump and say, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. You can't get locked up in prison. And so, yes, that is factual. But you could say, you know, killing someone might not make you feel better. Then they might say, yes, it will make me feel better. But the point is they are talking and they are giving you the opportunity as the sensible person to provide mm-hmm. some feedback. Once you provide that feedback softly, they will push back, but it will make a difference in them head. And then the conversation goes and goes and goes. So the first thing is just the art of conversation with that person. The next thing is to usher them. If you see it fit as the friend to say, well, this that person, you know, so right, you know, something after happen, then you can encourage them over a period of time to get counseling. Because if you're not a counselor, you can't, you know, necessarily counsel them, or you can encourage them to get life coaching, or you can encourage them to go to a, 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 a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. which I would recommend. And yeah. Awesome. Um, that's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> great advice um, to our listeners. And I just want to, to also bridge the gap that I'm, I'm feeling. So you are a bright light right now. People look to you for their own joy. To, to, they look to you to, to preserve their mental health. <laughs> when they look at your videos online now and you are coming from a dark place um, uh, however long ago that was mm-hmm. what would you say I mean you got your intervention therapy and and counseling um some of those things you intimated but what drives you now what gives you hope and optimism and want to fulfill your purpose right now as you mentioned earlier what's that thing for you right now you know 
I don't, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out because let me, and then this is important for listeners to know as well. I am, so I, I am brand new off of not wanting to kill myself, mm. right? And so all my life, that is, that has been my modus operandi, trying to, trying to exit this world, trying to see how best to kill myself, trying to harm myself, trying to prove to the world that I am worthless, so that was most of your life. And so now this is a, a new journey then. Of... So this, right. So mm. this is a new journey. But guess what? Well, I've removed the old. So now I'm figuring out what to fill it with. Mm-hmm. Because you know, nature abhors a vacuum. So when you move something right. out, you have to put something in. So essentially, I am just discovering who I am. I'm discovering my This is how it's just recently I realized that I'm an introvert. <laughs> And that's why I feel so weird when I'm doing small talk and, and I just realized that, oh, that's okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. So in, if to, to, for me to fairly answer the question, what drives me, I wouldn't be able to answer it because I'm still learning who I am. I'm like a 40 year old who is 15 mm. when it comes to self-discovery. Um, so, but if, it, you know, the bigger picture, of course, I am a Christian. Um, and so clearly what drives me is wanting to make it to heaven the right way, not me taking it upon myself, <laughs> you know, and so mm. that gives me the strength that to do um, what I need to do during the day, you know, the energy to get up and do the videos. And the thing is, I, so on the local thing though, so we're not talking about purpose or anything like that, right? In terms of driving me, but what gives me the energy or what excites me or what I enjoy doing is just making skits all day. Um, clearly julie clearly i love performing arts i mm. just i just do i i am obsessed mm. um one video like the video i posted with the administrative professionals with each character the, the longest part of was to arrange which character comes first because i'm like i don't want to put this character first because i don't want to get to 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 get that emotion from the audience just yet i Mm -hmm. want them to get that 40 seconds in and so it took me a while and 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 that's that's what drives me just you know the joy that i feel putting it out there Mm. um i get a lot of feedback from persons saying i help i do help their mental health yes yes and, and you know um that part it scares me a little bit let me tell you why because it's a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the weight of that is heavy, huh? Yeah. And then, and then when I do it, I mean, I accept it gracefully. And as I, I say, Lord, let your work be done. If you're using me as a vessel to help me, to help persons, then Lord, I am here. Mm-hmm. The feedback that excites me is when parents send me videos of their children watching my stuff and laughing. And um, if they ask me to do a little voice shout out over Instagram and they send me a video of their reaction, now that keeps me going, you know. Mm-hmm. Or when they send me when when Anakid is doing a voiceover of one of my videos, that keeps me going because I don't know. I, I have a weak spot for children and teenagers, and I think it stems from the fact that I know that. I, as a teenager, would uh, would wish that I knew some of the mental health tips and tricks and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And so, because of the, for them in their vulnerable stage, they are they are perfect at the peak to be to get the right guidance. Yes. 
making healthy mental health decisions and stuff so absolutely boy julie you know i've interviewed all kinds of people um at the highest level entertainment <laughs> politics and whatever and sometimes when i'm talking to my kids and i say i'm going to interview so-and-so they're like, who is that? And I'm like, goodness, I should know who that is <laughs> in terms of, you know, I'm interviewing a head of state or so. Yeah, who is that? But when I said, guys, I'm going to interview Julie Mango. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> so and, and they're teens, they're 14. And, and I'm like, wow, you, your demographic is huge. <laughs> when I look at the comments on your page, I see all kinds. Of, I mean, people give away the age in, ter in terms of some of what they'll say. Yes. Um, in a comic. So I'm like, she has such a broad demographic. And one of your recent um one of your recent fans described you as the official curator of Jamaican behavior. Yeah, I'm like, what? like that's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. And how do you feel about the kind well you, you just mentioned some of how you feel about the weight of the responsibility and also the comments that keep you going but you know the official curator of Jamaican behavior well how do you feel about a comment like that in particular I mean all right so let me tell you um I am very careful not to let stuff go to my head yes girl <laughs> so so I read it and I was extremely grateful that someone would say that about me. And mm -hmm. I allowed myself to experience the joy of it. And then I shut it down. <laughs> mm, you lock your door. <laughs> like, okay, that's enough. Back to work. Yeah. Um, so when, so person, so I, and then I get a lot of compliments on my videos and stuff. And my thing is to, always remain humble not beating myself down and dumbing myself down you know but humility is what really keeps me going so I see the messages I see the comments I am grateful that person say that it makes me feel good about what I'm doing it makes me feel good to get that reception it makes me feel like I really have a purpose and you know it it, it just feel nice mm. and it then uh, yeah it does but then on the flip side um I just keep myself level to know that you know Jules um just give all the glory to God for it and just continue to do it you know as as long as he allows you as best as possible and just enjoy the process fall in love with the process and appreciate the people appreciate their sentiments that's a balanced wise way to approach it because I think from where I sit that it's only up 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 for you we have about a minute and a half left in our podcast. And I want to end by asking you quickly to share three cool things about Jamaica, your favorite spot and why, your favorite person and why, and your favorite food and why. So my favorite spot is Winifred Beach because the water is crystal clear. It, it I don't know, whenever I go to Winifred Beach, it, it just... Mm. all my troubles melt away <laughs> yes awesome um my favorite jamaican food is jamaican food oh <laughs> there is no is it jerk chicken or escovitch fish i can't do that watch it i would rather i would rather not eat than mm. choose between my just so my favorite jamaican food is just the whole jamaican cuisine the whole buffet all of it all right 
And then cool. my favorite person, I mean, I have so many favorite people, but I'm going to go with the current one that I'm currently obsessed with. And don't worry, his girlfriend has given me permission to obsess over him. And that's Jesse Royal. Mm. I'm obsessed. But I have permission from King Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, we are out of time, but I'm, I'm sure we're going to connect again to have another even larger discussion about you being an ambassador for Jamaica 60. But I want to just thank you for being an impactful Jamaican and for joining us on our Impacting Jamaica podcast. Thank you so much. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation. Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.